hello and welcome to the Travel Now podcast. If you're looking for inspiration for your next adventure, for money-saving ways to book or ideas to get the most out of your time away, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, I'm Luke Richardson. I'm an author of thriller novels, and I have to confess, a total travel addict. Now, in this podcast, I'll bring you stories from my travels, interviews with people who've been to places I want to go, and live episodes from the road. Thank you so much for joining me. I always love sharing these travel stories with you. Today then, I'm talking with Mia and Karita, who, like a lot of people, blog about their travels. The difference here, though, is they travel full-time with their three-year-old son. In our conversation, Mia and Karita share how they got bitten by that travel bug on their honeymoon trip to the Far East and refused to let their want to have a family slow them down. I absolutely love this conversation. I was really, really inspired by it. Because, as you'll know, or as you may know if you listen to this podcast for a while, I got married this summer and my wife has two pretty grown-up children. Now, Whilst I still want to do a fair bit of solo travel on my own, because that's how I've always done it and I absolutely love it, this interview has made me think that maybe I should embrace that experience of travelling with a family. I've never done it before, other than when I was sort of going on holiday as a, as a child or, you know, as a, as a young person. Um, and I've never, I've, never, I've never thought about it. And, and the, the ladies in this interview say some really interesting things about that. They're, they're quite open in that, it, that it's different. It's not the same as travelling on your own. There are new challenges, but there's also some real new sort of gifts that come with, with travelling with young people. So, yeah, I think it's something I'm going to have to do for the new year. So, as I record this, I'm back in Nottingham in my home studio. It's been a real busy few weeks for me, actually. Um, I know when I spoke last time I was in Coventry, which is not too far away from here. But it's all been good, but yeah, just very, very busy. Before everything closed and the world changed, I used to work quite a lot as a nightclub DJ. And um, just recently... Obviously, all that stopped, all that finished, and I started doing other things, getting into my writing and doing this podcast and things like that. But just recently, my phone started ringing again, and, and it's become really, really busy with nightclubs opening and events going on left, right and centre. I've enjoyed it, but it has sort of taken me away from the writing and, and doing things like this, which I'm, I'm now that that's slowing down, I'm, I'm going to sort of get back into. I've also been preparing my next book, Riga, for release. That's the fifth book in my Leo and Alyssa series and it's out in a couple of weeks time, which I'm very excited about. I'm getting sort of the final little bits done. I'm recording the audio book at the moment, getting the final little edits done, getting it ready to go out. In fact, you may hear a little bit of a difference today because I'm actually recording in my audiobook sort of setup, uh, recording the podcast today. So it may sound just a little bit more sort of I don't know how I'd describe it, but it may just sound a little bit different to you as you're listening. So before we dive into the interview, a big thanks if you've left a review on iTunes for this podcast. iTunes and other podcast providers use these reviews to decide whether I'm doing a good job. 
So it is really helpful to have your backup, your say-so on this, to say, yes, he, he really is trying. <laughs> if you haven't done that just yet, just search the Travel Now podcast on iTunes and uh, you find me there and you can leave a rating and review and it is really helpful to do that. Likewise, if you know someone who is thinking about um, travelling with their family or who does that, share this interview with them. I'm sure they'll get as much from it as I did. Right, I'm not going to delay any more. Let's listen in to this really inspiring conversation. This podcast is sponsored by Bucketlist. Bucketlist actually has a whole category dedicated to family adventures, from spotting Mickey at Disney to hunting down the monster at Loch Ness. They've got ideas you'll love, whatever your family's tastes or budget. Head over to bucketlist.co and add the trips you like the sound of to your online bucket list. Mia and Karita, welcome to the Travel Now podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. You're so welcome. And you're joining me from Mexico at the moment as well, which is exciting. Yes, from Playa del Carmen. Playa del Carmen, right. And you say you've been there a year. Yes, but we've taken some mini trips uh, since we've been here. So we haven't exclusively been here for the entire year. Right. That's where, so just around Mexico then, sort of day trips or weeks away or whatever. Honestly, we haven't gone anywhere in Mexico. We went to Guatemala. (laughs) (laughs) And then we had to go back to the U.S. for like vaccinations and doctor's appointments and things like that. So that was supposed to be two weeks and it ended up being... Two and a half months. Yeah. And we did some cool trips while we were there. Yeah, we did some road trips. We did Disney for the first time, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Philly. We kind of just do these adventures on a whim. Is this travel sort of spirit then something you both have always had? Or is it new, newly discovered? After we got married, we went on a vacation slash honeymoon. And yeah. That was our first international trip. Yeah. Both of us. And then it was magic after that. Where did you go for that? We went to we went to Thailand, we went to Bangkok, Phuket, and Japan. Wow. Which was a weird mix. But Mm -hmm. um the ticket, we got an unbelievable price on the ticket. It was five hundred dollars round trip from LAX, and we just couldn't pass that up with a stopover in Tokyo. So we figured let's extend and spend a couple days in Tokyo before we come back. And it just, it was mind blowing. It was amazing. That is incredible. I've, I've yet to make it to Tokyo, although I have been to Thailand and, and play that sort of region, but that, that's one of the things on my, on my list. And I can completely agree with you that making that sort of trip, you go and you come back sort of like a changed person, don't you? It, it literally splits your, as you say, blows your mind. You, you just can't quite see things in the same light. It really puts in perspective the things that actually matter. I think, at least for me, it really put things perspective of kind of what are we doing this for? You know, in terms of um, I work a lot. I mean, now I still work a lot, but even then I was working a whole lot because I was doing all these things. And then I was really starting to question why in terms of it wasn't, yeah, time. I just didn't have much time. It wasn't really bringing me fulfillment. And while we were gone, we were just so happy. Yeah. I mean, it was confusing because it was our first time internationally for both of us. <laughs> so it was confusing, but it was just 
the excitement was unbelievable. And when we came back, we we knew we were planning to have a baby when we came back. We already knew that was happening, but we were thinking we can do this. Like this could be our life. I think that was a conversation like before we even left. Yeah, before we even left Japan, we were like, we can can do do this. this. We figured out the road signs and everything. Like we can make it here. Yeah. It is. It must be one of those places, Japan, that if you can, as an, as English speakers, if you can sort of survive there, where, as you say, where the road signs are different, yeah. where the restaurant menus, they don't even use the same alphabet. Or, you know, like, mm-hmm. If you can, if you can get what you need there, you can, you can do it anywhere you, anywhere you might end yeah, up. Yeah, and we've made it places without getting lost. Right. So we were like, <laughs> we're awesome at this. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't really but we had that false sense of confidence i love it it's uh it's inspiring <laughs> just to even speak to you so so talk me through that you you got back to the u.s and you, you went back to your jobs and normal life after that did you and and then were sort of planning your escape from from that day on yes and no so i'm i'm obsessive so once i get an idea about something i just obsess over it so we said you know we were planning to have a baby literally like two weeks later yeah two weeks later we were at the doctor and we were going through the whole process literally I I promise you and within (laughs) three and a half weeks we found out we were having a baby wow so we kind of like just make make things move make things happen (laughs) um so I was looking up families that traveled full-time and I just got into this rabbit hole of People do this. I have never heard of this in my life. Like, this is not something we've ever been exposed to, especially like, you know, in the Black community. It's not something you're exposed to a lot because people don't travel internationally a lot. It's not mm-hmm. something that you grew up with unless they're in the military, of course. Um, so we just, I looked up and I Googled families and I said, well, they did it and they did it and they did it. I said, we can do this. At the time I had bought a house before we got married. So I said, you know, let's fix up the house, let's sell it. That'll give us some good cushion right there and let's start cutting expenses. So all the baby stuff, we got the Facebook marketplace. We uh, downsized a little bit. We sold a bunch of things. We only used one car. so we just kind of started positioning our finances to the point where we could save significantly and kind of make this life happen. I mean, that itself was a journey because I want people yeah. to know that we decided to stay in a hotel yes. with a baby. We lived in a hotel. To save money. <laughs> so, I mean, if you have the money to make that transition and go for it, cool. But like, you have to make sacrifices most likely in order to make that. that yeah. Leap. And for us, it was cheaper to stay at a hotel because we were living in San Diego at the time, which is crazy expensive. So um, our rent was $1,900 and moving to a hotel included rent, utilities, Wi-Fi. I paid for extra Wi-Fi, but that was like $20 a month. It was $1,500. And I put it on my credit cards. I got travel points for it. Mm -hmm. So it was just a no brainer. So we said, hey, let's move into a hotel. That's really great to hear about, isn't it? Because quite often people in in our sort of spaces do this thing where they go, yeah, I just saved, I saved for a bit and then off I went. You know, they don't really talk about living in a hotel with a with a newborn baby for a couple of months. And I can imagine, I know but, um, how noisy newborn babies can be from family and stuff, and for friends and family, you know. But 
yeah, being in that situation must have been a real test of your grit and your passion to actually make uh, this dream uh, come. <laughs> you would not believe. He was almost one at the time. He was maybe about nine, ten months. Mm-hmm. And it was a rough transition. And to get him to go to sleep, we would put him in his crib because it's a whole, it's not like a separate bedroom. It's literally just a hotel room uh, with a kitchen. So we would put him in his crib and we would go sit in the bathroom for an hour to an hour and a half every <laughs> night while we wait for him to fall asleep. <laughs> Seriously, uh, we would go in the bathroom, we would sit there, we would talk or work or every night until he fell asleep. And then we could go back in the room and maybe watch TV, which we usually never did. So we were going to bed at like eight o'clock every night because we couldn't risk waking the baby. <laughs> Amazing. What a great story. So you you got to the point, you'd saved up enough money, you'd quit your jobs or put to bed any sort of responsibilities that you had in San Diego, you said? That was the plan, but it actually didn't work out that way. So I went to resign um, and my boss offered to let me work remotely. Oh, wow. Because I can do my job remotely. For some reason, they wanted us in the office, but for the type of job that I do, I'm a systems analyst. So I technically, I work with a system all day. I can go days without talking to people because I'm I'm in a system, I'm running reports and things like that. So there's really no need for me to be in an office, but um, that particular company just wanted people in the office. But he said I could work remotely and I was just like, that's a win. Awesome, let's do that. <laughs> Amazing. So you, you've continued that same job up until now? No. So that's part of our crazy story. So I ended up getting laid off um, around August of last year, which is why we came to Mexico. And um, I ended up getting a new job, which I wasn't planning on getting, but it ended up working out perfect. And they uh, found me working remotely permanently. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> we have to talk about the journey from San Diego. Yeah, it was crazy. We yeah. took a road trip because she wanted to take a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> I was not for the road We went to Colorado. So we made all these mini stops because we got a little pumpkin. And he's he's a really good traveler. Like he likes that. Um long as he can take a break outside of the car, he he rides with us. Like he yeah. is our he's a true guy. traveler. Yeah. So well, I mean, he, he doesn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, he is gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> that trip in itself. Like the first part of our like for real yeah. traveling, and it was yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, it that was, was our first major hurdle because we left San Diego to drive to Colorado Springs um, to go be with my sister, who's in the military. So we went to go spend time with her. She was pregnant at the time, and um, we wanted to see her and spend time with her before we knew we were leaving, and we weren't planning on coming back for some time. Right. So said, hey, let's go to Colorado and it'd be fun before we already had the itinerary planned out. I had worked on the itinerary for months in terms of where we're going to go. We might purchase tickets. Yeah, I had the tickets. And I guess what worked out in our favor is I procrastinated on a place to stay Mm -hmm. in most places. So we had tickets there, but we had nowhere to stay. (laughs) So when the pandemic hit, we had we didn't have to worry about as much trying to get refunds because even though we had flights places, we hadn't paid for hotels or Airbnbs or anything like that yet. 
So mm. I guess uh, procrastination can work in your favor sometimes. Yeah, and we, I want to talk about that, Chip. Although most of it didn't happen yet, and I'm sure you'll come back to it, it, it still sounded like a sort of military operation in the planning of and the and the putting oh, okay. together sort of a year-long oh, year yeah. round-the-world trip with a, well, two-year-old or someone would have been at that time, I assume. He was one. He had just turned one. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, he had okay. just turned one. Now that I repeat it, it sounds kind of crazy. Now that we see the story, when you live it, it's kind of you're in the moment. When you take a step back and you think about it, you're like, wow, we did that. It kind of it's exciting, but it sounds a slightly bit irresponsible. He had so much fun. <laughs> so, there, yeah, talking about that, there wasn't like a, a part of your mind like I, I do this a lot and I know I perhaps shouldn't. I always think, oh, I could go there now, but I'll do it next year or the year after or the year after. Do you know what I mean? There is sometimes in travel that idea that it will always be there. And that's probably not true. Maybe we should all start doing things a bit more now, now, now. Did you have part of that voice in your mind at all? Or were you just like, absolutely not. I've lived all these years without, you know, I've only just discovered travel and nothing's getting in the way, you know. <laughs> I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah. I think it was a little bit of both. I think our hesitation was mostly... Um, safety that's something we have to be concerned being a two-mom family even though most people they don't seem to notice or really care right um but that's something we have to keep in mind is, is safety especially because we have a son yeah mm -hmm. um so that's always at the top of our mind more than anything but i think we also got to a point where if we're going to do this we have to do it yeah we're all in you know if we're if we're gonna really do this we have to completely commit to it mm. Because why, you know, why, why do it then if we aren't going to really make it something that's a lifetime experience or something that's magical? Just go all in. Yeah. No, that is really important, isn't it? Just, just to, just to go for it. Quit waiting around. Stop waiting. Just, just jump in and and have a go. So, talk me through then this trip that you'd planned in your minds. Where, where were your key points on the map? How long were you going to spend in those places? How did you choose those places? We did everything based off of where I could find cheap flights. So, <laughs> and our son flew free, which was perfect. So only thing we had to pay was taxes for him on international flights, which was perfect. So it, was, it wasn't going to cost us as much. So I kind of started off with these just big gaps of time. So um, our first stop was going to be to Mexico. And from Mexico, we're going to make our way to Costa Rica. And we would have maybe six weeks in between or two months or three months, just big chunks of time to where we had a little bit of flexibility if something happened or we needed to move our itinerary. We kind of had some flexibility. So it wasn't kind of stacked back to back. We're here six days, here nine days, here 10 days. We didn't do that. It was kind of slow travel. Yeah, it was slow travel. Um, we were going to make our way to key points in the U.S., a lot of children's museums. Yeah. Yeah, mm. a lot of children's museums. We love doing <laughs> kids. Love doing stuff. It's so much fun. Um, and then stuff that we were interested in, lots of museums for us. I'm a huge history buff, so I'm into a lot of uh, different history hotspots. Um, she's into a lot of cultural things, so we try to hit our interests, too. Mm. Um, so that was part of the plan, but the the biggest push was to get to Asia because it's the cheapest. <laughs> so we were trying to go where our money could go further. 
Um, because at the time when I planned this, I didn't plan on having a job. So we really wanted to make our dollars stretch mm. as far as we could get them. So that was the plan and to get to Asia and then spend as much time as we could in South Korea because she's half uh, Korean and she uh -huh. speaks Korean fluently. Oh, wow. Her son is also Korean. So we wanted to get to Korea so um, he could be exposed to the culture. He could pick up the language. He speaks the language. We thought it would be something great exposure for him. Um, knowing that side of his, his culture. And um, so that was something that was important to us. And that's as far as we got. I mean, we named places that we wanted to go, but I mean, everything was in yeah. line with everything. Like we got to get here to get here for $59. And then yeah. we got to, like, it was a whole We were system. doing a lot of mini trips to get places to, for cheaper flights. So we would go, um, we were going from China. We were getting to Shanghai, which I got a really great deal on like a Delta for like less than $300, I believe. So we weren't even planning to go to Shanghai, but it was so cheap. Let's go to Shanghai. Yeah, that's so right. So we're going to go to Shanghai. And then we were going to plan, because we had been to Beijing yeah. when our son was about five months old. So um, we said, okay, well, we'll spend some time in China. And then I saw a very cheap flight to Singapore. So, okay, well, I guess we're going to Singapore. And from there, it just made sense to cross the border to go to Malaysia. And then from there, I have this obsession with Vietnam. So that was on the list. So it was kind of just, we are finding these great deals and then a part of um, places that we wanted to be. So mm -hmm. it wasn't just, let's go cheap places. It's places that we actually want to go and experience. So making the best route to get to the places that we wanted to Yeah, I see. But your intention was to have the year planned out in just in terms of the flights before you left not sort of. the entire year maybe we were doing about six months at a time yeah so six to eight months yeah so we left in january 2020 and we had flights planned up until november 2020 uh -huh. so that would have taken us through almost all of 2020 and then we were going to figure it out from there because once you're there it's it's easy to hop on flights and it's super simple to get from place to place once you're there but I guess the journey to get there, we kind of didn't want to take it in one big leap. We were kind of making stopovers in different places. Yeah. But honestly, when you guys are talking about dates, I don't remember anything because once you start traveling, I forget what month it is. Yeah. What day it is <laughs> and what time it is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think we left in January. I'm really not sure. But <laughs> who knows? Do you know what my, I love that about traveling that you can go, you get to about you get to about two o'clock in the afternoon and you go, oh, it's a Sunday today. <laughs> and you suddenly realize what day it is because it's been so irrelevant, like the day of the week, you know. <laughs> and then you think, oh, at home, I'd normally be doing this or whatever. I was gonna say you're not driven by the calendar, but I mean I kind of am because I'm still working. So yeah. I guess I have meetings and stuff, but you're not as driven by the calendar in terms of you know, I have to wait till the weekend to do this, or I have to do this. Like, no, you can run to the store or do whatever, take a nap or yeah. whatever. Yeah, she loves that. Yeah, I do love nap time. <laughs> I do. It's an important thing. Do you think, Karita, you'll continue working remotely then, or is your intention to to do to, to stop work and do the trip as you'd as you'd planned, have a year sort of gap year away? Um, 
I'm not sure we talk about it. I think eventually I'll stop working, but the job that I'm doing now, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy the company. I really like working for the boss that I have. So it's something maybe in two or three years that I'll revisit. But I think once we get to Asia, my schedule will be flipped. So I'll have the day to spend with my family and go out and have adventures, get some sleep and I'll work kind of the night shift. So my schedule will flip a little bit. It'll be a little easier to manage uh, the two. I just wanted to touch on gap year. Everyone keeps asking us, like, are we going to start a gap year? Technically, we We did. We did. It was planned. I say that we're happy homeless and people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, technically, (laughs) like, we just, we just float. So like when we went back to the U.S., we went on some amazing trips and we literally went back like three times on an accident, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But when we went, we just traveled to the different places. We stayed in Airbnb. So technically we started a we yeah. finished a gap year. We just yeah. didn't get to go to the places that we wanted to go to. So we spent a lot of time here, but we we got on some flights away from here. So, yeah, it was a year. fun adventure. Yeah. No, it's really interesting. I'm particularly interested in in whether you were worried that when you had your son, that the travel wouldn't be quite as fun as it was when it was just the pair of you. Was there any part of you that was like, it's going to change it? You know, it's going to make it a bit more stressful because we've got to take all this stuff and take all these extra things and think about all these. It's going to be less carefree. I think it was the most beautiful transition for us because I think I don't even remember his first flight was it we went to Colorado yeah we went to Colorado and he was a couple months right he was eight weeks yeah so we had already been in the game of carrying a whole bunch of breast milk bags and breast milk and so for us we were just like okay well we can we can handle this we went to China yeah it's crazy he was five months so right at the beginning we already understood that we're more than capable of doing Mm -hmm. this and it's something that we wanted to do so that part of it wasn't hard for us because we both know what we're good at and that was it you know I was going to remember all these things she was going to plan all of these things as far as fun I mean we talk about that all the time (laughs) yeah because our support system is just us um, the people that we have in our corner, they can't just take off work for two weeks because we want them to. So, mm. I mean, that's a huge thing, but we find ways to have fun with him and things that he can do. And until he gets a little older, then that's just what we'll have to do. But I mean, that's a that's a love sacrifice. So I think we're kind of OK with it for right now. Yeah. And then when we do want to do things, we and it's not often, it's like very, very, very rare. Um sometimes we split up and I'll go off and do something and she'll take him or she'll go off and do something and I'll take him. So we kind of do split shifts or, um, one time we got a babysitter <laughs> one time a year ago, we got a babysitter so we could zip line and water slides and things like that. But I don't think, I don't feel as though I'm missing anything necessarily. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's a different type of fun. And for me, Maybe it's, it's like an opportunity to do all the fun things that you couldn't do as a kid. Like that's what it feels like. It's just you do all these fun things. And I just feel as though I'm a big kid. So she has to kind of like watch both of us because we just do <laughs> reckless things. But it's, it's fun. 
No, I love that. I love how you've said that. And it's really inspiring for me to hear that because I've recently got married and my wife has got two children who are old, much older than your son in their sort of teenage years. And I would love for us to do some traveling together, the four of us, but I've only ever traveled on my own. So for me, I'm approaching this from a bit of a sort of, oh, but it won't be the same sort of attitude. Do you know what I mean? And you're absolutely right. It won't be the same. It will be better and different and uh, different in a, it will be interesting mm-hmm. in a new way as opposed to in the way that it used to be I suppose yeah I think that's what most people get they get hung up on it is won't be what it used to be well nothing is what it used to be mm-hmm. you're starting a new adventure it's a different part of your life it's different and if you embrace that that okay it'll be different but it's new opportunities because it was maybe it's something you would have never done traveling by yourself you know, for us, we've done things that like children's museum, they're mind blowing and <laughs> so much fun. Like it is so much fun just to go somewhere and it's just three stories of just fun stuff to do and you can jump off stuff and ball pits and it's just a <laughs> ball blast. Pits. Everyone loves things, ball pits. <laughs> I know things you would never do if you didn't, if you weren't traveling with kids, you're exposed to. And also what we've learned people are so much nicer when mm. you have kids yeah they are so nice and helping like yeah. <laughs> they're helpful they're very helpful i mean and it's simple things too like we recently not recently but recently went skating and i was like i'll never get on skates again bad story when i was younger i broke my ankle skating but my son took that fear out of me because mm-hmm. we went skating and i'm like well i want him to see mommy skate which really didn't happen but I put skates on it and I stuck around a little bit, <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's those moments that are beautiful that you step outside of being an adult or being fearless for your yeah. kid. And it's, yeah. it's amazing. I think that's the big thing. She says fearless is because I'm scared of a, not a bunch of stuff. I particularly don't like heights, um, but to be able to conquer those things because I want him to see me get over my fear and not be scared what was it and I was super scared I was like oh I'll just do it because he was watching me and I you know I just I wanted to do it because I wanted to get over that fear so I I think it's different but it also it kind of it's a motivator yeah absolutely I'm really pleased you mentioned fear actually because I think that can be something that steps that gets in the way of people traveling or fear and money are the two things aren't there that, that people go oh I would go but fear money etc um and I think that can be amplified when children are involved as well aren't you know uh, because you you might put yourself in something risky but to do put you know your son or your daughter or your family or whatever it is more so and, and you mentioned there that you've had nothing but great experience with local people being nice to you because you've got a son how's that sort of manifested how's that shown what sort of things have they done how have they helped you or made your experience different because you're they your love him and don't care about us <laughs> <That's what it laughs> is. i mean we had a couple of great experiences we were in hawaii and our neighbor we were at airbnb but he lived there and he tried to feed our son every day. Like he wanted yeah. to make sure he had food. And it was just the cutest old man I've ever met, right? His energy was beautiful. And then we would go out and about because she works and I'm a stay-at-home mom slash worker. And 
Like people just give him free stuff all the time. It'd be time that they just give him free ice cream or like free cheesecake or like they let us cut in line. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have people in the community now, like he knows where to go. Like that lady gives me free cookies. This lady gives me free fries. And I'm like, we can't <laughs> go down the street because he knows and he yeah. knows he's cute too. So yeah. yeah, I mean, we just had some really great experiences. I had a really... uh meltdown in China but then I had people who were absolutely amazing like I was trying to take a car seat out and all this stuff out of a, a Uber or I don't or remember a taxi in China. what they were called yeah. yeah and like I'm literally the stroller wasn't we were struggling <laughs> no, it was just me the stroller wasn't clicked all the way and he almost fell through and all these women just was like catching all of my stuff and the baby and they asked me if I was okay. I didn't understand what they were saying, but I'm pretty sure that's what they were asking. And then it was just a beautiful moment of like, oh, well, she's just another woman with a baby. Let us help her. Our son goes to school here right down the street from our house. And it's just a local school. It's not international or anything. And they only speak Spanish. And he, like, he's picked it up like that. So he speaks to them in Spanish. We get there and he's all of a sudden speaking Spanish. And you're like, <laughs> what? Dude, what? <laughs> so funny. And they love him. Oh, they love him so much. And it's great to see just that genuine care. Because people say, well, I don't speak the language or I don't do this. But kids, first kids that young, they pick it up like you would not believe. Mm. Um, and also they're just so receptive. You know, they can tell someone a good person, someone's a good person, and they just, he loves her. The other day, he asked her for kisses before he left. When I ask for kisses, he, like, pushes my face. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you never know what kind of people you'll meet. So he goes to this school, and they asked me what was he mixed with, and I was kind of nervous to talk about it, because I'm like, why do they want to know, right? I'm a mom. I'm super protective. And I was like, he's Korean and Black. Later that evening, they sent me a message and was like, oh, we'll celebrate Black History Month. Can you send us over some information Mm -hmm. so the kids can understand? And that melted my whole heart. Mm. And then like a couple of days later, they was like, oh, well, how can we celebrate or use his Korean culture for his birthday? And I'm like, those moments are so special to me. Mm. Like just travel. You just never know what you'll experience that will love you to right now they're like my my family because they take care of my son and they're so good at it you know I mean they even braid his hair sometimes yeah (laughs) they do his hair they like they love him to death it's just like oh my goodness I think and that's part of the reason why we stayed so long because they just he loves going there he loves being there Mm -hmm. we know they love him it's just oh we don't want to take him away from that but this is part of the journey yeah part of the journey yeah, a yeah. couple of things to say there. Firstly, I think what you've what you've touched upon there Mia, is quite important in that um actually we always talk about travel as in in quite a selfish way or certainly I think about it in terms of what travel can do for me, you know, you know how how it will change me to go to this country and see this thing. But what you're talking about there is actually how your son is is making the education of his classmates more rich because they're learning about black mm-hmm. history and Korean history and all sorts of different things because he is in the classroom because it's now not an abstract thing to those other students is it Korea is not just a country on the other side of the world that they can look at on a map now there's actually a a, a child there who has roots in that place you know and that's that's so powerful in itself 
Maybe even started learning some English because yeah. my Spanish is a little sketchy. But <laughs> they picked up some English, so we're able to communicate. So you can it, you can figure it out. There's always an excuse, but there's always a way. There's a way, especially with technology now. There's there's a way. Sort of looking to the future again. Your your intention is to stay in Playa.com and for another few months or so and then do you think you'll move to another base and then travel or do you think you'll be a bit more sort of nomadic in that you move every month or so what's your sort of thoughts our next travel is a slow travel for a couple of months and then at that point like I just feel like we've been at like a standstill moment of places we couldn't go to that the world is loving enough to allow us to go to these places (laughs) that we want to go to and just hit place to place like every month that would be that would be good for me yeah I think I need that I think in my mind I had this whole game plan of like learning about all these different places and moving and grooving and I'm like oh man like I don't want to be homesick to this place because this isn't my home yeah and a little we got very attached to um to the people in our community our local community um she has a huge huge heart I'd say I'm heartless but she (laughs) she's just like she's so giving and gets so invested that's kind of like the preschool teacher in her um so we kind of gotten attached to to some local families here and some kids here to where we've um we try to help care for them or try to help them in terms of food and clothing and school supplies and things like that um so I think we can't do that everywhere we go because eventually it'll take a toll in terms of getting really attached the way we have here Mm. so um we're planning to go to Columbia at the beginning of November where we're going to do a stop in Disney for his third birthday. Um, and then we're going to head to Columbia and that's where we'll be for maybe three, four months, just traveling around Columbia. We won't stay in one place too long. We'll probably do Medellin for a month or six weeks, then go to Cali and Cartagena and Santa Maria, like those different places. Um, but I see us in the future continuing to maneuver. I think we'll be in countries longer, but mm. I think we will focus on doing a lot more trips. I just want to touch back to the communities that you live in. A lot of people go to Airbnbs and sometimes they end up in local areas and sometimes mm. not so much. But I think as travelers, we need to keep in mind how much we affect the locals that live there and the cost of living. So even if it's something small, like paying for someone's groceries in front of you that you feel like may need it, or just a cup of coffee, anything, you know, like you can create a little gift basket and put it outside of someone's house. Like it's, it's needed. And it's like, I mean, living here, we always talk about the cost of the necessities that they need like rice and beans will go up you know quite a few pesos and I mean that's hard for them it's difficult I think staying something that I talk about on our blog is seeing people not just seeing places Mm. so keeping in mind that a lot of the people in the places you live are never able to see the things that you see or go and do the things that you do and that's their home that's their backyard and they don't have the means to be able to do that um so it's something to keep in mind is to not just see places but to see people I think that's that's a really good attitude actually and I always I do sort of feel that it is the people that that 
have the biggest impact when you come back again? It's not seeing a monument, is it? Like, like you might go out of the door to see the Taj Mahal, but really what you'll see is the is the vibrantness of of an Indian street or the poverty next to the in in contrast to the affluence or whatever it might be, you know. And those are the things that sort of stick with you. I think you're absolutely right with that. Ladies, this has been absolutely fantastic. I've loved this conversation. I think you both have such a great travel attitude and your son, I think, has got such a rich, had, a, had such a rich start to his life for it. And I really think he's going to, he's just going to become a, just a, just a traveler throughout, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? It just seems like it's going to be in his blood now, you know? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe in the future he'll pay for us to go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. You'll have to keep up with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the future. I'm really interested to keep in touch with you and your and your trips. And I know people that watch this will as well. Where's the best place to connect with you online through blogs or Instagrams or whatever other social media you might use? Um, the best way is through our Instagram at uh, it's a family thing with a Z I T Z a family thing. Um, we don't post as much as we should, but we're doing better. Um, <laughs> our blog absolutely is a, a great way to keep up with us and kind of where we're going as we move around. Um, we're starting to I'm starting to post more frequently. It takes a little bit of time to get that content out there and writing, but I'm starting to post a lot more frequently you can always feel free to join our newsletter and then you'll have the most up-to-date information about where we're at where we could potentially be going we'd love to meet other uh travel families or just travelers in general so we've met some great families along the way there are so many things i absolutely loved about that conversation honestly a few of them. Firstly, so many people, myself included, and I know I do this, make excuses not to go on that trip. Oh, I'll do it this time, I'll do it next year, etc, etc. You know, money, time, all of those sorts of things. And family can be one of those big excuses. But those two are not taking any excuses, are they? They're like, this is our life, this is what we want to do, we're off, see ya. You know, what a fantastic attitude to have. They're out there experiencing the world and what a great childhood they're giving to their young son in the process. Absolutely amazing one. Another point I sort of that resonated with me as we were speaking is how as traveller, as a traveller, I always think about or I often think about how a place changes me, how a place has affected me. And I don't so much think about how, how I have affected that place. Now, obviously, I think about this in terms of sort of the environmental things. We've talked about this on the podcast before, um, you know, in, in terms of sort of the negative side. But I've never thought about it in the way that Mia was saying about how their son is having a real positive impact on his classmates because they're learning about all these different cultures through his being there. I just thought that's a real fantastic twist, a real fantastic spin on what is, you know, on, on what their travel adventure is. It's really inspired me to 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 get thinking about 
planning some different adventures. Yes, of course, they'll be different to how they would be if I did them on my own, but there'll be some new and interesting things to learn when travelling with other people. If you want to follow Mia and Karita's journey as they go on some more ambitious adventures now, uh, talking about Asia and these sorts of places with their son, make sure you do follow them on Instagram and their blog. It's a family thing, I-T-Z, a family thing. The links are all in the show notes of this episode too. So, if you have got an interest in travel story, I would love to have your voice on this podcast. You don't have to have a large social media following, travel full-time, or even have done the trip that recently. Reach out and let's have a conversation. Hello at LukeRichardsonAuthor.com And again, as I said at the start, if you've enjoyed this podcast, I would massively appreciate your rating, reviewing, or sharing it. That, most importantly, this is the most important thing, that helps other interested people come on these journeys with us spreading that travel inspiration thank you so much for listening to the travel now podcast you can connect with me on the email address i just gave hello at lukerichardsonauthor.com or on instagram at luke richer l-u-k-e-r-i-c-h-a-a bucket list sponsor this podcast take all of the effort out of planning your dream trip by creating your online bucket list at bucketlist.co share with friends order by location price and then go on to book with great discounts thanks again and i'll see you soon for the next episode of the travel now podcast safe travels <laughs>